Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Get Witted Podcast. Well, it's this evening, so it's five o'clock, and our um, guest this evening is from Canada, correct? Correct. Correct. All right. So um, it's five o'clock here. What is it there? It's six o'clock here. We're in Atlantic okay. Canada. Yeah. Well, you're in Atlanta, Canada. Okay. So, and I, and I apologize. I mess up names all the time. Jackie Morehouse. Correct. Good. Great. You can't, that was pretty simple. It's like Jane Smith for me right there. <laughs> I get some names on here and I'm like, oh, there's just no way in hell I can even, even start to pronounce yes. that. So yes. Jackie Morehouse in Atlantic Canada, and you're going to tell us all about you. Okay. So you, we like to learn about your history and how you got to where you are, but sure. um, we don't have to go back to birth. Okay, sure. Middle school, unless that's when things started to change. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us backstory, but where it all kind of started. Sure, sure. So I would have to say that I came to tech a little bit later, and that sort of seems to be the theme of my life. I kind of come to things a little bit later. <laughs> um, I would say that my transition into technology and sort of, um, uh, let's say, leadership and things like that, I returned back to university at a little bit later in life. I started university right out of high school and just wasn't ready to be there. I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't any of those things. And in a nutshell, I basically quit before they threw me out. <laughs> so um, had had a couple of beautiful girls, raised them, and then decided I always had that kind of unfinished business hanging in the back in the peripheral there. And so I returned to university and I finished up my Bachelor of Science in Biology and Chemistry and then did a Bachelor of Education in Science Education. So that was back in 2008. I finished my BSc and in 2009 I finished my education degree. So okay, as I mentioned, why education? Well, I'd always had um, sort of a passion about about sharing my passion about technology and science and things like that. I'd been a teacher in in sort of the generic term for a long time. I'd always been involved in like kids' activities and youth groups and community like Keswick, my my local recreation associations and and things like that. And always always enjoyed sparking kids' interest and, and pushing them a little bit to, to try new things and try new challenges, things like that. So I taught middle and high school math and science. Um, I did a course I was lucky enough to do. I taught an introductory biology course at the Mi'kmaq uh, Willistic Mi'kma Center at the University of New Brunswick. So that's just for First Nation students. So that what the hell was, was that you just said? Yeah. <laughs> I catch any of it. What? It's called the Mi'kmaq Willistiqui. So that's that's the indigenous name. So Mi'kmaq is the um, community, the indigenous community. And the Willistiqui is our St. John River system is called the Willistic, um, which, gosh, now that it evades me exactly what that means. But that's, it's it's sort of the, the people of the river that, that you know, sort of okay. camped along the river. And so there's an entire area, there's an entire department, the University of New Brunswick here, um, dedicated to the First Nations. And so it was, that was probably one of the best opportunities I've had in a long time, because it really forced me to look at things from a completely different perspective, and to look at things from... Um, a culture perspective that I'd never lived in, right? And and to to understand what different terminology and languages and constructs and processes and things, what that meant in their culture versus what I was used to. So I would say that was a, you know, that was one of my best opportunities for teaching for oh, sure. Did they speak yeah. English? 
Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Maybe that was a dumb question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the and and um, there's a lot of a lot of support locally within our province. Some of the elders of our First Nations communities to keep the language alive because a lot of the kids don't speak it. So even in a community about an hour from here, they have these women are doing this amazing program. They run um, a breakfast program for the kids. Uh, in the First Nation community. So the kids come and they have their breakfast and while they're eating their breakfast and being really relaxed and open and things, then the elders from the community are there and they're speaking to them in their their traditional language. So these kids are picking up this language because they're learning it in a non-traditional environment and non-threatening and they're not being tested and things. It's just really sort of language-based. So it's uh, it's really exciting what's happening. I need that as an adult. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if I could be, if someone would make me breakfast and teach me something at the yeah, same time. Yeah, I'd be totally. Some coffee, some eggs. Yeah, I'd be all good. Definitely. Exactly. So, so that's through education is basically how I came to tech because um, I had an opportunity to move into a software company and to start up their training program. So it was adult education. So the education piece of the technology transferred me into the next step on that. And I've just been with software companies ever since in, in different capacities and different roles. I think no matter what my role has been, what my title has been, um, I think I'm still an educator because so much of what we do, particularly in this role that I'm at now, um, we're a, a real leading edge uh, innovation. And so part of, of getting people up and going on that is just teaching them, you know, and that's all change management is, is just educating people and help overcoming their fear and things like that. So, so that's, that's how I got into technology. That's who I am, basically. Yeah. Does that, does that? Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned it, you're in change management. Yeah. Who, who yeah. Do you, we don't know who you work for. Okay. Sure. So I work for a company called Cognitive Spark, and we're a software as a service company. And we're our software runs on the Microsoft Hololens, which are you? I don't have you. Are you familiar with the goggles, the Microsoft Hololens? Oh, okay. no, the shoot, I, VR. I no, it's not a VR. It's it's called mixed reality or augmented reality. Oh. So I could have had a lens here ready to show you. Shoot. Sorry. <laughs> So what it is for really in a nutshell, a Microsoft HoloLens, it's a Windows 10 computer that you strap to your head, basically. It's all it is. It's got the it's got the goggles. And so virtual reality are those goggles that you put on and you can't see anything else, right? right. You're completely immersed in a virtual environment. And then you have mixed reality, which is you've got a type of a, a smart glasses or a goggle or something on, you can still see everything in your envir environment around you, but there's maybe some things that are overlaid. So have you ever been in a car that has like the speedometer thing that projects? Oh, up on mm -hmm. I just saw that. Okay. Yeah. I just saw that on the, com on a commercial. Okay. So it, it extends out the right. speed limit. Yeah. Right, exactly. And then there's mixed reality, which is what we do. And, and folks often interchange the mixed and the augmented reality bit. And with the mixed and augmented reality, you still see your full environment, but you can overlay things and interact with them. So that's our specialty is we, we can create or teach you to create, say, like a 3D hologram. So, um, and we use our platform, our software platform for remote worker support. So in a nutshell, if you're somewhere and you don't know how to do something, you can put on the HoloLens, you can do a video, initiate a video communication with an expert anywhere in the world, and they can walk you through it because they see and hear everything that you're seeing, and they're hearing everything that you're hearing. They can put in this hologram of the digital image, this digital twin, so to speak. So oh, I take this screw out first and then I replace this piece and then I measure this piece. So it's all projected right here in your field of view. 
Oh. So, yeah. So you're not standing there like this, flipping through a manual, you know, trying to find anything. You're not like, oh, I don't know. Do I, is it the top one or the bottom one or anything like that? So our holograms also can be equipped with um, IoT. Do you know what that, do you know no. about that? So IoT is the Internet of Things. So just about everything that everything. <laughs> The Internet of Things? So every piece of equipment just about now has a sensor of some sort. That's your fridge is reading the temperature. Like, have you seen those refrigerators with, like, the digital thing, right? Yes, I have one. Yeah. Humidity and stuff. Okay, that's a sensor, right? It's already reading that information. All the Internet of Things does is it takes that information and it sends it to a publicly facing URL. So somebody else can read it, basically, right? Oh. So let's say you're the refrigerator repairman, okay, and he's coming to fix your refrigerator. So that temperature or the pressure gauge or the humidity level or something like that, that information can already be gathered and be shown right here in the corner of his field of view so he doesn't have to keep going over and checking, is the pressure okay? What is the temperature at? You know, that it's all right here. And he's got his hands free so he can do the job that he needs to. So... And then, of course, artificial intelligence is the next step as well, right? Right. So that's, we do a lot of um, natural language processing and machine learning. So natural language processing, I might call this a cup. You might call this a mug. Someone else might call it a tumbler, right? So, right? so all of those things, and it all means the same thing. And the machine learning comes from taking... 57 different images of this from every angle and against every color background. And so the software can recognize it. So when you say, what is this? That's a cup. That's a tumbler. That's a mug. So, and then you can have things like all of your maintenance records and your work manuals and your wiring diagrams and everything tied in to that piece of equipment. Yeah. So a lot of folks, I know it seems like a lot to <laughs> It's very exciting. It's very cool. A lot of people go like, so like in Iron Man? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes exactly. I would, was going to go there. But um, I went, because he puts the helmet on and then he can see. Yeah, and it can so, manipulate and move things yeah. around. Yeah, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. But we do it in an industrial setting generally. So let me, so it's, it's all about taking those workers. Our technology keeps people working. It doesn't take jobs away. So a lot of folks think of technology and they think of automation. And right. like, like, okay, that means, we're, you know, I'm going to be laid off at the yeah. end of the month because, you know, you're building a robot to do the same thing. No, no. Our technology makes you even more valuable because you might not be a red seal electrician, but you're able to talk to one and he can say, no, the blue wire and he can circle in your field of view, this wire right here. This is the one that you need to replace that type of thing. So it's really, it's really exciting. Um, it's one of the key innovations. It's, it's definitely been, been earmarked as one of the key technological innovations that's, you know, moving forward that it, it's going to be everywhere. And so that's what we're trying to do is become everywhere. There you go. So <laughs> I have lots of questions. Oh, good. Good. So um, the first question and probably the most important, does that mess with anybody? Like I would be like trying to. <laughs> so, uh, my oldest daughter, if she's wearing like a VR uh, apparatus, she gets motion sick, right? She gets right. it too much. But with the HoloLens, you can put it, and again, you're still seeing everything, absolutely still seeing everything. So it's not like your, your brain is trying to, to map your orientation or anything. It's, you're still just you, and this is just kind of overlaid. The other piece, too, is since you're manipulating it, you can move it. Oh, I'm, I'm done reading that. I'm just going to move it over here. I don't oh. need it. I'm just going to move it over here out of my field of view and even to say if I was looking at a hologram in this room 
it maps your space, right? So I can go out of the room. The hologram stays in here. It's not like it trails along with me with a tether or anything. So I can leave this by the piece of equipment, say, that I'm working on, go grab the right tool that I need and come back, and it's still right here. Yeah. Oh, so it's not. Okay. Yeah. yeah I immediately thought of vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you can still see your full surroundings. Yeah. 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 It's not a limiting view sort of apparatus. Yeah. So, um, is this a startup? This can't be. It is. Shit. It is. It's a startup. I know. It's really exciting. It's really exciting. I mean, Fredericton, New Brunswick is this little small, small town in Atlantic Canada, you know, and, and we're a global player in this, in this field. So, so how many people are part of this company? 22. 20, did you just say 22? 22. 22, that's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Who's developing this, the CEO? <laughs> well, our CTO, and, and he has a team, he has his dev team as well, but it's his brain, it's his brainchild, right? Like it's, it's his IP. He's, he came up with the idea. Um, he and the co-founder, they had seen, our CTO, Ryan, had seen the HoloLens, like because he's been a developer in different cybersecurity companies and things like that. So he had like the sneak peek, sneak preview of the HoloLens. And he immediately knew, he's like, okay, this is going to change the world. This is the next cell phone or laptop or tablet. Like this is the next computing device, hands down. And, and um, he partnered with he, our, our COO who has decades of military background training and, and uh, leadership and things like that. And he saw it as a tool to reach remote people, whether it was for training, education, you know, mentoring, coaching, whatever it was. And so they kind of formed, formed this idea. We're a, um, a Microsoft Gold partner. You know, there's, there's uh, what is there? Uh, I think we're one of 10 in the world. Yeah, there's not very many. Yeah, yeah. So a uh, 22-person company, and we just got to 22. <laughs> <laughs> Like it just happened yesterday. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that gives a lot of opportunities. It's because it's I'm all about processes and establishing foundation and things like that. So for me, this is like I'm sinking my teeth into this every day because you're, you know, you're building something and you're, you're, you're feeling tangible results. And yeah, so it's fun. So are you worldwide? Yeah. Yeah. We have customers all over the world. Can you tell us some of those customers? Um, how about if I talk about the industries? A okay, little you can tell the industries. Okay. Yeah, so so we're really, in, in industrial and manufacturing are probably some of our bigger customers right now. We have a, a large um, glass manufacturer and they're, you know, they're using the technology for, um, their plants all over the world. They just sent like three HoloLenses to Germany. Um, we're working with some oil and gas groups as well, um, both in the UK and North America and Dubai. Um, uh, production groups, like man not just manufacturing, but say food production, some of those groups. Those are some of our bigger customers. I think construction. Do you know what? Construction's been one of those groups that's been a little bit slower to adopt it. They totally and are. <laughs> we had our money on construction because we thought, okay, this is going to be incredible for folks doing remote inspections. So the engineer doesn't have to travel on site and look at everything. Put the HoloLens on the guy on site and just let him walk through and... Yeah. and but no, we're getting more of that in manufacturing. And, and actually, because of the global pandemic, they're not able to send. So a great example is one of our customers. They have, um, they have to fly an inspector on site, okay, to their plant in, in, in um, southern U.S., okay? So they fly the inspector from the U.K., to the southern U.S., okay? So he's got a quarantine for 14 days when he gets there. He spends one day He spends one day doing equipment manufacture. They fly him back, okay? He's got a quarantine for 14 days when he goes back. So the company that's flying him there, they basically pay for four weeks in a hotel for him for one day work, okay? 
Well, so, can't these glasses just go to somebody down there and he can get it from? Right. So he doesn't have to fly anymore. The glasses, they send the HoloLens there. They put it on. The guy in the UK is technically doing the inspection because he'll say, no, no, zoom in here. Take a picture here. I want to take a video of that. Test this. Show me this gauge because you can save all of those, what we call the artifacts, the videos, the, the pictures, the annotated photos and things and add those right to the work record to say, yes, I did this. Here's the, you know, here's the proof and the evidence. So they, they're saving like $12,000 a week. Do they, so the guy that's doing the inspection in the mm -hmm. UK, is he like wearing glasses, these goggles do, or is he on the computer? He's sitting right at his laptop. So the expert, the person that the HoloLens is calling, they, oh, they just download the app for free on their laptop, their tablet. So they can, he can be home in his jammy pants, like having a cup of tea and doing this, right? And so because of it, he's able to do so many more inspections, right? So the expert's been so much more efficient. So he's happy. The people building the equipment are way happy because they're saving all this downtime and money. Money. And so, yeah, yeah. So it's exciting. Wow. Yeah, it's really exciting. That's fascinating. Mm, mm. Wow. Okay, okay. So, um, gosh, I just can't. Construction <laughs> would just be like. Yeah, yeah. Because that immediately came to my mind, like, oh, yep. people in construction, yep. they got to yeah. use this stuff. Mining is another big, uh, another big industry for us. And in turn, mining? mining, yeah, mining, because that natural, natural resources, because they still need um, to have inspectors on site. They still need to send somebody down the mine, you know, a kilometer underground, and uh, they have incredible internet connections, most of them. You wouldn't think it, would you? Really? I have, <laughs> I have, the, I have the shittiest, and I'm sitting in my <laughs> office right now. <laughs> I'm going to a hole. I have better internet connection. Jeez. Wow. They have this, it's called a leaky feeder, and it's a, it's a, a pipe, basically, like a, a connector, and every so often it has a break in the shielding. So it's like these, all these kind of almost little mesh networks as it goes down. So they're, because so many of their pieces of equipment and things like that are all, are all remotely managed or they're run off an internet or, or run, you know, run automated. So they all have to have a really good internet connection. So because of their leaky computer, they can have really great internet connection. Yeah. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so does the person that's wearing the hologram, they just put it on? Yep. So they, they put the HoloLens on, okay? And it's just, again, as I say, this is just a Windows 10 computer you're strapping to your head. So you get a connect, internet connection, you open up the app, and you just make the call because you have the person that you're calling has the app already on their end, on their tablet, their, their laptop, their desktop, what have you. And it just establishes it. And there's part of the app in, in the gallery. You can have like the PDF of the steps of how to fix something or the hologram or things like that. And that's all done through the expert. So that's all done for the engineer, the subject matter expert, the, you know, things like that. So the inspector and, is providing the information correct. for the person that's doing right. the inspection. Right, exactly. And in skilled trades, the workforce is rapidly aging, right? So all of that knowledge base that has come from decades of experience and things, that's slowly inching its way out of the workforce. So this allows that, you know, one of our customers called it global knowledge transfer in real time. You know? yeah, no kidding. Right? And so how much more valuable does that make you as an employee? Because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that fixed this last time. I know what to do this time. I don't even need to call anybody. I'm good. We right. just need to replace this filter. You know, something like that. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. So does your, do you use it in your company? I mean, I'm assuming you're virtual, right, with this whole pandemic Actually, in Atlanta, Canada, we're, we're sort of, we're really lucky um, being rural and low population. 
has really worked in our favor. <laughs> no COVID in, in, in your area, eh? We have three active cases in our province right now, two or three active cases. And so it's probably a cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we, um, we've been really our, our, uh, our lockdown, we're still technically in a state of emergency, but we've gone just about as far as we can go in terms of easing of the restrictions until we get the vaccine. So businesses are open again, offices are open again. We had to do modifications within our, within our office, you know, our operational plan had to get put together and we have, you know, some plexiglass barriers between some of the desks and we've sort of moved, you know, created some more physical distancing and within the company itself, we had to make some changes. We used to do, say, for instance, training. We could come to your site and spend like two or three days with you, get up and going, talk about use cases and implementation and things like that. We don't do that anymore. It's all virtual. Same as our demos. We don't, we don't go on site to do business meetings or, or things like that. And I mean, like big industry trade shows and things. I mean, they're canceled through to the end of next year already. So, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like some of those big events in Vegas and Florida and stuff, those those conventions, they they have to put quite a significant down deposit, down deposit, deposit, down payment deposit. That's what I was trying to say at the same time. Sorry, and um, and they're just not they're just not sure that they're going to be able to host them. So yeah. Oh well, I'll officially say it. COVID will go around, go away after the U.S. election on the first week of November. So don't worry about it, girl. <laughs> you think it's going to go away? Yeah, it's all politically driven, at least here in the United States. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. We've been, we've been uh, working really hard here for sure to... Uh, so has it, other than those that you said, it sounded like it hasn't really affected your business at all. Actually, it's made our business busier. You know what? I've had more people say that to me because of needing the virtual. Yeah, because they and can't. And you're probably used to doing virtual, right? We are for sure. Yeah, we are for sure. And our business, you know, you hate to say that um, that you're benefiting from a pandemic for sure. Because, I mean, there's, I, I, you know, families that have lost loved ones and people you know, there's so many people that have lost jobs and been laid off and, and things in industries that you never expected to, right? Oh, I was laid off. It was horrible. Right. And, um, you know, so we're, because uh, manufacturers, um, things like that, they can't send technicians on site. They can't send them anywhere to go fix the equipment that they're building. Um, they've got to figure out a way to do it. So they're using our, using our technology. So we're an alternate, an alternate form of service and maintenance for them. So yeah, yeah, we've had some, it's, it's kind of, it's been because the market isn't, it's getting more mature, but a lot of folks still have that exact same expression on their face that you did. You know what I'm telling you about? You're like, really? Yeah. I was very fascinated. <laughs> That's my fascination. You know? <laughs> uh, because people are like, I don't know, you know, what is, is this real and, and things, but this has been a lot of folks have been like, okay, um, we need to, we need to come up with an idea. And I mean, they're looking at their business continuity plans and they're going, yeah, we can't shut down like that again. So we need to come up with, with an alternative. Yeah. So have you ever worked with, say, an IT department or team using the HoloLens where there's been an expert in a certain, I don't know, we'll just be generic here, for, um, like Java, let's say, and they're building out some new part of their website or mobile application or whatever, have you worked with a team that's used it like that where you've had like a, a developer? Uh, that, that we would be coaching them through. No, I, I haven't. Um, but I can't say that our customers haven't done something like that because once we get the customer set up and going, I, we're not part of their calls. Right. So that, you know, it's, that's, that's the piece of the security is, is, you know, all the data is encrypted and end to end and all of that. So, you know, that's why we can do work with uh, military and things. Right. So, and wow. nuclear. Um, so, so 
uh, I don't know. Within maybe they have. Right. They very well might be. Yeah. They very well might be. Yeah. So this is, this is, I've had this discussion and if I um, didn't have a full-time job and didn't have get with it going on, um, I would write a grant proposal for um, something like this or VR machines, which I think kids would get sick of, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, I can't wear them because I can't, I have, I like, I like, I'm a control freak and so I like to see my environment. Right. So, um, in classrooms, using it for history. Yeah. a big history buff. We talked about this. And um, my daughter, they had somebody come in with VR and they, she, I don't know, she was like maybe in the sixth grade and they were using it as an experiment. And mm. uh, she got to see like the Great Wall of China, like right there in, yeah. in, so for me, this would seem like education would sure. jump sure. on this faster than anybody. Yeah. So Microsoft itself, I know, does huge grants and support and projects and things with educational across North America. Um, the HoloLens itself, I know there's a couple even of, of games and, and one is, um, you know, um, uh, what's the trend? Is that in Peru? Machu Picchu? Is that? Oh, um, Pikachu. Uh, no, like the trail, the hike that you go up into. Oh, Machu Picchu. Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm probably not saying it correctly. And I'm and not cultured enough. It's okay. Like you can, you can kind of, you can play this, you know, and you're kind of walking around. It's in your living room, so to speak, right? And you can kind of click on different things and things like that. We're actually trying to uh, get it together. The pandemic sort of uh, delayed everything, but we're in talks even with our provincial education department. So in uh, schools in rural areas, like a high school that maybe doesn't have, say, a fully equipped shop, right? But there's kids there that still want to learn like motor mechanics or something like that. So to use instead of them having, say, you know, shipping in a Chevy engine for them to try to take apart, they could use the hologram and use the HoloLens and with the hologram and watch, you know, okay, so I take this piece off and then try it on their own. Whereas, you know, instead of having a teacher for, say, two students, you know, they could, they could do options like that in remote areas. So there's tons of applications in terms of education and, and training. We do, our customers use it for training, say more for orientation, like they've got a new piece of equipment or something that they're installing again and again, like they'll kind of want do the bit and orient themselves to it before they go on site. But we do our, our sweet spot, really, we focus a lot just on the remote worker support. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That's interesting. You say that because we have um, it's called um, C Tech here. I don't okay. know what it the equivalent would be up there, but um, it's kind of a um, a trade school. Yeah, you can go yeah. and learn how yeah. to be a dental hygienist or an EMT or, and I could see where that would be very useful. Yeah, yeah. Because somebody. Yeah. You know, you're doing the state. I know how to do staying alive while I'm trying to keep somebody alive, but I'm sure there's a more, really a better medical way. <laughs> so I just know you're supposed to sing that song. So, I'm sure using that, there would be a better, yeah, that's a huge market that education would be able to use. Yeah, yeah for sure. Auto lens for that. So, um, Okay, so um, now you're in change management. Well, my title is actually director of operations, so change management's part of it. So oh, okay. Once the sales cycle, once they've sort of closed the deal, then they do what we call the ops handoff, and then it comes to our team. So we do everything from the training, support, uh, technical training, technical support, change management, implementation, deployment, follow-up, um, even in terms of like sort of executive summaries, like, you know, we'll work with the, we'll work with the customer to say, okay, what's your objectives? What do you want to get? What's your definition of success of this? If, they, if they're just doing a pilot or something and what are some milestones you want to hit? And so project management as well. So yeah, okay. 
I mean, as I said, there's 22 of us, so we wear a lot of different hats. We wear hats. multiple hats. So um, I was in a startup, and uh, you know what? It was not uncommon to uh, spend my day putting together tables and chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I feel your pain there. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. yeah. Definitely, when you're a startup, you definitely wear multiple hats, and you definitely... <laughs> There's some days you might be cleaning the toilet and you don't yeah. even know it. That's what needs to be done. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, definitely in a startup. Well, yeah. this sounds like a very successful startup. So, um, okay. So when you're not, um, changing the world over there, what okay. do you do outside of work? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, my girls are, my girls are pretty much grown. They're 21 and 22. So they're both at university. So, I, uh, I, uh, try to coerce them to come visit me. <laughs> you work their whole life to say, go and, and, oh, girl, and be adults, and then they go and you're like, come back. <laughs> I don't know. Homeschooling last year pretty much did me in. So I yeah. could send them away for a good year or two and be all right. Yeah. So um, my partner and I moved into a new place in March. We're right on the water, so we love to. That's beautiful. I know, I know. So you know, we love to just enjoy that and and swim and paddle and all those things for sure. We have uh, we have beautiful summers here. We you know, but it doesn't last very long. So love being outside quite a bit for sure. Yeah, I'm a really I'm an active community. Uh, volunteer for sure as it's still some community groups and and you know serve on a couple of boards and things so yeah so you stay busy I try to so what's the um since you brought it up okay how much snow do you get oh wow okay um well it depends <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Depends if El Nino has come through. Yeah, it can be awful awful some winters. And I mean, we get, it gets really cold here sometimes too. Like we'll get minus um, say like 20 some Celsius with like up to minus 40 wind chill. So pretty cold. Um, Yeah, we get, we get a lot of snow. Yeah, we get a lot of snow. So when it's that cold, do they make you go out? Like here, man, yeah, if it was I mean, that cold gonna, here, we would shut down. People would be like hunkered down. And actually, before it started, like cross country skiing to work and snowstorms because they can't get on the street, you know, and because their cars can't drive. It's yeah, yeah. You used to it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. If it happened here, people would be in the store buying out the toilet paper and bread like you would not believe, and necessities bread and toilet paper and oh yeah yeah we get I'd say probably about 200 centimeters of snow maybe so that's what that's uh, a meter is about three feet so about six yeah all total maybe about five six feet of snow yeah. Oh, well, that's not too bad. No, it's not terrible, but sometimes we'll get worse storms. Some, some, some seasons, it's like we don't get a lot of snow. We get a lot of freezing rain and things. Mm. Nice, and those are awful. So, yeah. so what's the weather? What's the summer months then? Oh, they're gorgeous. We had a really hot summer this year. It was really humid and, and, and hot up here. So we were like 40 degree humidex celsius some days so yeah but it's it's beautiful like it's it's such a pretty area so yeah it's uh you're it's there's so much green and and fresh water and you know and and green areas and yeah yeah very nice yeah okay all right well listen this is the time i like you to plug your your company so okay what what is the what's the email what's the website oh my gosh you can tell it's five (laughs) o'clock it's um it's www.cognitive k-o-g-n-i-t-i-v spark.com okay and we always have that in our show notes now if somebody goes to your website like let's say some big hitters listening to this awesome podcast and they're like holy shit i need that Yes. If you go to the website, is there like a contact us or? Absolutely. Okay. 
Absolutely. Yep. They can download a free demo. They can, or like a free trial. They can contact us. There's a form, like, are you interested? Do you want to hear more? There's a um, couple of uh, white papers on there they can download and some blogs to read. And yeah, yeah, it can, it can direct them where they need to. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, good to know because yeah. people will reach out. So if this is worldwide, Mm-hmm. The big question is just a yes or no. Okay. Are there people in the United States that have used your product? Yes. Oh, okay. See, look at that. Crossing over the borders. <laughs> All right. So that's exciting. So you're actually here. Yeah, we are. We don't we don't have offices in all of those global areas. We're just um, our, our offices here in Atlanta, Canada. Um, I have a colleague that works in the UK, Darsbury. Um, and uh, but yeah, we why the UK? Well, that's where he was located anyway. And he had connections with a with with one of our one of our team members. And it was just a really good it's a really good spot to do um, business out of in terms of Europe. It is so stupid cheap to travel over there. Like you can fly, fly to Germany for like 74 bucks, you know, or take a train for 30. It's, it's ridiculous. So he's able to cover a lot of geographical area, you know, just from his location over there. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid cheap to travel there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I didn't even think about that. So, okay. So he then just covers that like whole area then. Sure. And I mean, we all, we all cover it. It's not like we say, Oh, this is a specific client in this geographical area. This is for this salesperson. I mean, it's, it's uh, we're a small team. So it's, it's just basically that allows him to sort of be on the ground at events and trade shows and things like that in that area for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm assuming isn't happening over there either currently. They're actually, they're doing a few. Um, Most of them have moved to virtual the same, but, but not, uh, not very many. No, not very many. Very small groups, right? Like very small. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, wow. I just want one. I want <laughs> I don't care what's on it. Yeah, I do. Actually, I would care. Um, yeah. Refrigerator, really refrigerator repair does not do anything for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> really fun. Really fun. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, that is so cool. All right. So, um, Gosh, I, I'm fascinated. Like, cause all I can think about is Iron Man right now. Not only is that's he hot. Right. Yeah. That's the right. Graham thing going on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. for us change, I mean, in terms of change, um, change management in, in an innovation like this, you can imagine the perception mm-hmm. that people have, right. Um, especially you get, you get a person that's been working, doing that same job, doing it really well for the past 40 years. And why do I have to, you know, why do you want to change this? Why do you want to introduce this now? So um, as I was saying, that's kind of what the pandemic has sort of accelerated. So um, we've gotten really good, really good at working, understanding the human aspect of it. You know, that human computer interaction is huge, of course, whenever you're doing software. Um, But understanding the human aspect and, and, helping them overcome their fear. That's the biggest thing, right? Because when people don't understand something, that's what drives that fear, right? Right. Yeah. So, because I think about this, I think like if, what do they call Apprenticeships. I could not think of the word. So a lot of electricians and plumbers and that kind of field, it's been passed on through apprenticeships. Right. right? Right. From Grandpa Joe down to, his son down to his son and it's right. kind of generational that they've learned things. Right. 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 So this, ta- this takes grandpa Joe out of it. It can. Yeah, it absolutely can. And it also means that that, as I say, that one red seal, um, a certified person can be then mentoring, say five or six people mm-hmm. at the same time versus just having one person attached to their hip. 
And that, for me personally, that's where this becomes huge for um, from a female perspective, because women in particularly skilled trades, you know, they're, they're, there's few uh, of them. They have a, a much steeper mountain to climb to, to get to the point where, where they're at. So this is that, that next step for them. This, this gives them that advantage, right? So that's one of the reasons why we're, we're really looking, even say workforce development. So going into community colleges and talking to the students that are, that are learning to become the plumber, getting them used to using this innovation now. So when they get on the job site, this is as normal to them as their hard hat, right? Right. But also encouraging women to start to adopt this technology, this leading edge technology before it's mandated, right? So again, that gives them that extra, that extra step forward, that extra boost for sure. Yeah. Definitely. uh, How many women do you have in your startup? There's only, there's actually, there's only two of us. <laughs> there's only two of us. I know I'm the only, I'm the only female member of our management team. Um, it's not, that's not a directed thing. I just, I, I mean, I have personal opinion about that. I think that, um, I think there's just as many very skilled and very capable women out there to fill those technical roles, but I just don't think they apply. I'd hire way more women if they applied. That's for sure. They don't. And that's, that's what we need to focus on. My, my opinion is not, not focusing on, oh, okay, I need to hit this target for women. I think we need to focus on why are women not applying? So what language are we using in our job ads? Where are we applying? What's limiting them from applying? And, and we've been talking a lot about the pandemic and that's impacted women more than any other other group. Right. So I was reading an article the other day, even about, um, perception and confidence in their ability during the pandemic, like, you know, because women are generally more at those, those lower paying jobs, lower skilled jobs and things like that. So their job security is gone. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big one for sure for us. So, I mean, women in technology, right? Like that's, that's mm-hmm. the podcast, right? <laughs> we have found that um, a lot of job descriptions are very yeah. old school. So even, uh, they have bullet points. You must yeah. meet these requirements. And, um, you know, male counterparts may turn around and be like, oh, I hit four of them. Oh, I'll apply for this job. Yeah. And a female might say, I only have eight. I am not qualified. Correct. And Correct. they won't apply. Yeah. And even things like the terms that are used in the job ad itself. So terms like exhaustive and, and, um, fearless and things like that. Women, that's, that doesn't reach women. Women respond to things like transparency Mm -hmm. and catalyst and in tune with, right. It's, 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 it seems nuanced, but I think until we start to look at it from the ground up, as opposed to from the top down by saying, why aren't there more women? Well, you know, it's not just, it's not going to change it just by saying, well, I have to hire you because you're a woman. No, I have to get the right. I have to start getting more women to apply for the jobs right. and overcome that, that fear for sure. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we all just want to be rated on our own capabilities, right? Correct. And, but we have to get our foot in the door to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. women can't be afraid to take a risk, throw yourself out there. <laughs> And I mean, there's that whole perception too, right? It, it kind of stems, boils back to that whole perception of what, how you're supposed to be. And, you know, we've all heard the, well, if he's, you know, he's, he's aggressive, but she's a bitch, right? Or right. sorry, I don't know if I can say that on. Yes, you can. <laughs> but, but I mean, even, even that mold of, that we have about leadership, like one of the things I know that, that I sort of realized about myself is for years I had fit myself into this mold of what a leader should be and, and what an, an executive or a management should be, you know, and, and myself personally, like when I get really, really angry, my, I almost start to cry, right? Like my tears, well, like, you know, and for years, and that would make me so angry because I was like, Oh my God, that's a sign of weakness, you know, and emotions are who I am. That's who right. make, that's what makes, you know, makes me who I am. So to, to, not have who I am to try to fit into a leadership model. That just doesn't make sense. And we need to have women understand that. We need to have 
mentors for younger women to say, you know what, this is who you are and you need to be okay with who you are, you know? So, yeah. Totally. Totally. I just saw a kid run by with a Nerf gun. Must be Nerf <laughs> war time on outside. <sighs> <laughs> I just saw this head run by in a Nerf gun and I was like, oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. The joys yeah. of a little boy. That's right. Yes. <laughs> oh. so. Good. All right. Well, Jackie, this has been fantastic. I oh, can't thank you all for coming on. I know what time is it there? It's six o'clock there. It's almost it's, seven o'clock. It's time yeah, for wine. Like 10 to seven. You need to have wine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go home and have some dinner and a glass of wine. Yes, yes. You, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And um, it was fantastic talking with you. And I thank you so much for your time. And um, we're going to have to reconnect when you take over the world. Okay. (laughs) You can remember this as your first podcast. And you'll be like, I'll go back as a, a special VIP guest. Very sweet of you to say. <laughs> we'll have you on any time. Okay, great. I'm Brianna Hollins next time. Okay. Yeah. Brianna and Hollins, then, and I'll yeah. uh, cast so you can see what I'm seeing. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll come up there. Get with it. We'll come up there. And we'll form a chapter up there in Canada. And then you guys can have your conference. And That's a fantastic idea. You get all the women you want. Yeah, we have different uh, we have different groups promoting promoting girls in STEM and things like that up here for sure. Um, But but I don't have a wit get wit it chapter. You don't have a get wit it chapter in Canada yet. We're not international yet. Yeah. Okay. I will send you this. This will post after our conference, but I will send you the link. We're going to have our WitCon twenty twenty at the end of September, and I'll send you a ticket. Can come check it out. We have a shall I say a very generic hologram looking platform. It's a game like, uh, you don't need any fancy lenses or anything. Um, okay. our platform is very, uh, game like you have a little avatar and you walk around and you get to oh, and talk to the booths and all that. Okay. Kind of stuff. So, nice. Yeah. It's fingers crossed that it gets pulled off. <laughs> If not, I may be, there may be a coup. I may be overturned. (laughs) You never know. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, have a glass of wine and thank you again so much. Thank you so much for the invitation. I really, this was fun. Thank you. This was fantastic. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.